0: We are certainly well aware that there are just a number of, of things in life that need to be made known or revealed to us. It's why we go to school to, to learn things that we may otherwise not know on our own. A, a plot twist in a book or a movie needs to be revealed, otherwise, you'd anticipate just a, a normal storyline. Things that that we don't naturally know, whether it's because we don't have the authority to know them, we don't have the necessary information, or it's just simply beyond our understanding, our ability to know these things. Those need to be made known or revealed to us. Which is really the whole theme of this season of the church year. As we have now shifted from the season of Christmas into Epiphany, The Greek word epiphany means to reveal or to make known. You've maybe used the phrase, and uh, we've said it before, I've had an epiphany. Well, that means that you suddenly realized something. Something became clear to you or made known. And exactly what is it that we highlight this season of epiphany? What is it that needed to be made known that we couldn't otherwise understand on our own? It's that Jesus is as the children reminded us, our Savior from sin. And so the theme that starts today, this series that starts uh, called Uncovered, really keys in on that epiphany theme of something being revealed or needing to be made known to us. And that very much is the case when it comes to Jesus, our Savior. We couldn't naturally know that that was why he came into this world. In fact, you can study world religions and as much as God has wired us, has imprinted in us this desire to seek him, to pursue him, apart from what God has revealed, man is always going to miss the mark in any attempt, any effort at coming close to God or trying to discover or figure out who he is. And so it had to be revealed, it had to be uncovered who Jesus truly was and who he is. Because any other understanding of God is going to fall woefully short of knowing what he wants to be known about himself, that he is our Savior. And what, what's true today was, was true in Jesus' day as well. It needed to be made known who he was. And so on this Sunday, where we look at this, this monumental event, Jesus' baptism, we highlight, yes, his baptism, but really what God was conveying and revealing through that event. The very truth that, we, that is essential, that is the foundation to our, our Christian faith, that Jesus is our Savior. And it was, as Luke tells us, something that needed to be made known in Jesus' day as well. Because oftentimes, and this is so often as you read through Scripture and even as you know in your own life, we recognize that, that what God decrees does not always line up with what man sees. We Things don't appear. Things aren't actually the way they, they look to us to be. And that was the case when it came to looking at, at John the Baptist and Jesus. In fact, Luke tells us, as you heard in the Gospel this morning, that many people in John the Baptist's day drew the conclusion that John was maybe the Messiah, the the Christ or the Anointed One. And, And just to clarify, when you hear those terms, Messiah and Christ mean the exact same thing. They both mean Anointed One. Messiah is just the Hebrew word for it and Christ is the Greek word. But they both mean Anointed or Chosen One. And so, God's people were familiar with the promise of a Savior, of an anointed one, the Messiah who would come to be, and they were drawing the conclusion that John might actually be the one. Luke records that for us uh, in verse 15. It says, The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ or the Messiah. He looked the part. He, He definitely stood out. He was eccentric, he was unique, and not just because of his diet and dress. Remember that John is the one described as eating locusts and wild honey and and being dressed in camel's hair and kind of being out on his own, this desert hermit. But it wasn't just that, his preaching was powerful as well and very authoritative and and he didn't shy away from blasting and letting the religious leaders of the day have it. And who would be so bold to do such a thing, but, but maybe the one who was the promised Messiah. John was well aware that there was some confusion about who he was. And so he he set the record straight, as, as Luke also clarified for us. In verse 16, Luke tells us that John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire." His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. John knew that he wasn't the one. John was revealing that that he was actually there to make known, to uncover for the world of his day who really was the Messiah, that it was not John, but rather Jesus. Jesus. And that was necessary because Jesus wasn't really on anybody's radar. I mean, obviously, Jesus' birth was a big deal. We were just reminded of that through the season of Christmas. uh, The big deal, the big show that God made, and rightly so, about Jesus coming into our world, about God taking on human flesh to be born in Bethlehem. That was a big deal. But then, as we heard last Sunday, God was relatively quiet for the next 30 years of the Christ child's life. With the exception of the, the 12-year-old Jesus in the temple, we're told nothing about Jesus. Does that mean that he didn't do anything important or anything that matters? Well, God obviously didn't see fit to record those details for us. So we don't know anything about him until he comes onto the scene here at the start of his, his ministry, his anointing to be what he came to be, our, our Savior. So it was necessary for it to be uncovered or revealed that Jesus was the Savior. The more things change, the more they stay the same, don't they? Because there is still that same need today, for it to be revealed or uncovered who Jesus actually is. Now, we'll admit and acknowledge that many people know the name Jesus, and and some might even be familiar with, with some of his teachings Uh, For example, maybe you you read recently about Elon Musk, the the founder of Tesla, uh, who sat down for an interview and and was asked some questions about Jesus. And and Elon Musk even acknowledged and agreed with a lot of Jesus' teachings, saying that they were valuable, that they taught uh, morality, and and that if there was a, a way to be saved, that he thought he'd probably be among them. But that's a different thing. To know who Jesus was and to be familiar with some of his teachings, to know the name of Jesus and acknowledge that, yes, he was a, a historical figure that lived, that's not the same as knowing Jesus the way that he came into this world to be known as Savior. That still, today, needs to be revealed. The truth is we aren't, we aren't here to... To talk about what the world's perception of Jesus is, how, how much the world understands or doesn't understand Jesus, but rather we are here to be reminded of, of how necessary, how essential it is for Jesus to continue to be uncovered for us as well. And as we reflect on that a little bit, maybe we have to acknowledge that though we know Him as Savior, Maybe we don't know this Jesus all that much better than the rest of the world does. But there's definitely a need for him to continue to be uncovered and revealed in our lives more and more and more as well. Think of your relationship with Jesus, of your Christian faith, if we compared that to kind of the, the end-of-the-year performance review that maybe you do at work. What would be the conclusion that would be drawn if that were the case? Well, you show up for, for work once in a while. But you don't really, don't really put much effort into to learning more about it or to acquiring new skills or abilities or, or improving yourself. You, you show up at, at work and you kind of just do what's necessary to get a paycheck, the bare minimum to get by. And, and if that's a description of our relationship with, with God, if that's a description of our Christian faith, wouldn't we run the risk pretty soon of being let go, of being fired? The truth is that, that we have been far too content to have just a little bit of Jesus uncovered in our lives and, and call that good. Yes, he's my Savior, that is sufficient, and I will go on living my life now without ever fully pulling back that, that veil or uncovering more of Jesus to, to realize that maybe I don't know him as well as I thought. Maybe there's a whole lot of, of Jesus it still needs to be revealed in my life, because we are far too content to know just the little bit that is necessary for salvation. And right in line with that, the devil is, is absolutely content to, to leave you there as well, to leave you in that space of, of contentment. The devil is, is going around time that the Lord lets his light shine, the glory of his light and His salvation shine. The devil is running behind, always trying to cover it up in darkness wanting us to, to stay in that dimly lit room to see just barely enough. And the fact of the matter is, again, if we confess it, that we kind of like it in the dark, don't we? Because when the light of Jesus' salvation shines, it, it, it really is bright, it it's hard to see. And not only that, but it uncovers things and, and parts about us that we don't like other people or God himself to know. So we'd, we'd actually prefer to kind of just stay in the darkness rather than pursuing more of that light and, and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal more of who Jesus is and who he came to be in our lives. And so for that very reason, because that is too often our level of contentment or even our preference to just kind of stay in the dark. Jesus had to and continues to need to be revealed. And that's exactly what God did at Jesus' baptism, as Luke recorded it for us. The event that happened on that day was absolutely monumental. And not just because of, of a neat little picture for Sunday school, not just because of something that, that is kind of meaningful because of our baptism as well, but because of what God conveyed at Jesus' baptism, what he made clear and made known. And listen to the lengths that that, that the Father went to to reveal who Jesus was. Again, in Luke chapter 3, we're told when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Think of the, the steps that a, a business or an individual takes today to, to be known or to make a name or, or a startup to, to be known in the community. You think of, of advertising, you think of social media campaigns, you think of all of the steps that they take to get the word out and make known who they are, that they're there, that they exist. God was not taking any chances. The Father didn't go small at Jesus' baptism, but made it abundantly clear this was something special. This was a significant event when the the heavens literally split open and the Holy Spirit is visibly seen in the form of a dove. And not only that, but God the Father allows his own voice over to come onto the scene to make it clear who this Jesus is. The whole event was significant because Jesus was being revealed as the Savior that God had promised. This was the one God was saying in no uncertain terms. All of the waiting from generation to generation to generation, finally the moment had come. Your salvation had arrived and now Jesus was embarking, was being anointed and set apart for his public ministry, which was to say that he was being set apart to work out and carry out your salvation. There are a lot of significant events in history. Do not let the devil overshadow this one. Do not let him just kind of brush it aside as as this is just one little tiny event in the life of Jesus. This, Jesus' baptism, is in fact one of the most significant events in all of history because God was making it abundantly clear to the world your salvation has arrived on the scene and he is here to do everything that is necessary for an eternal relationship with God. This was a monumental event. And Jesus' baptism itself was not insignificant. This was not just a little bit of water being splashed on Jesus. This was not mere symbolism. This wasn't Jesus saying, hey, what I'm going to do, make sure that you can, can also follow suit, follow in my footsteps and show your obedience through your baptism as well. This event was God declaring salvation has arrived. He was uncovering, was being made known what couldn't ever be concluded on our own. Salvation was here. This event was, was far superior to the, the high school uh, senior who is going to reveal what college he's going to play for, or some tech giant revealing the latest or, or newest gadget or gizmo at some tech function that's coming up. This revelation was, was literally one that would change eternities. One that literally brings people out of the darkness of unbelief into the light of faith in Jesus, into salvation. And embrace what the Father said to the Son at his baptism. He said, You are my Son, with whom I am well pleased. Pleased. He said that, that things don't always appear the way that they actually are, right? What, what we see with our eyes is not always lined up with what God decrees. And maybe, maybe you can relate to that as a Christian. Maybe you don't feel any different than the rest of the world. There's nothing special about you. Maybe that's discouraging, maybe that's frustrating, maybe you don't have a whole lot of of confidence in yourself, or you're you're insecure, or or we'd have to acknowledge that a lot of times if, if I was standing right next to an unbeliever, the world couldn't tell a single difference between the two of us. So how much do I really matter? Do you realize why God makes such a big deal in scripture about letting you know that you are his children? by faith in Jesus, that you are his sons and daughters? Did you hear what he said to his son? This is my son with whom I am well pleased. If that's how the father speaks to his children, then what does he say about you? By virtue of your baptism that connects you to Jesus. By virtue of your faith in Jesus. What he said to the son, he says to you. You are my sons and daughters. You are my children with whom I am well pleased. Because of everything the anointed one came to do in your place. What did he come to do? He came to to bring the smackdown on the devil. To thoroughly defeat him. To see that, that sin would no longer condemn you or separate you from God. To see that even the icy cold grip of death itself would have to be loosened because the Messiah had come. And because Jesus would do not only at the start of his ministry, but throughout his ministry, and and the Father made that very clear that he accepted all of his work. At the end of Epiphany, we'll see the transfiguration where the Father once again says, this is my son with whom I am pleased. Everything had been conducted and carried out perfectly. And then we would know from the cross that every last detail of our salvation had been carried out. When Jesus cried out, it is finished. So you can conclude, rightly so, that God is pleased with you as he is pleased with his perfect son. Jesus' work is done. Yours isn't. As long as you are here on earth, God has more for you to do. The God who says that he is pleased with you Don't be content to know just a little bit of Jesus, to uncover just enough to know that he's your Savior and call that good until he takes you home to heaven. Instead, uncover more. Allow the Holy Spirit who is standing by ready and waiting for you to dig into his word, uh, to be committed to, to his worship, to, to jump into a, a devotional life, whatever it might be. Why not this year? Why, why can that not be the mark of your 2022? That at the end of this year, the greatest thing that you could say that has been accomplished was that you grew in your faith like never before. That at the end of this year, if the greatest thing that you could say was that Jesus mattered more to me this year than ever before in my entire life. Why can't that happen? Why can't the Holy Spirit uncover more of Jesus for you this year? He can. That's what he came to be, your Savior. And he stands by and and we pray that he'll bless us throughout the rest of this series as he reveals and uncovers more of these precious truths about himself. Namely, that, that the Anointed One Jesus came to be your Savior. And because he did and was and carried out everything necessary, you walk away and you go through every day of this year with a full confidence that just as he was pleased with the Son, so is the Father perfectly pleased with you as well. Amen.